to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. Join Tracy and Russell as they talk all things pride and prejudice and zombies. On this episode of Genre Swap, Tracy dives into comedy horror and Russell dives into Regency romance as they examine their own prides and prejudices related to the genres. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. We have started a new sub-series called Genre Swap, where people who don't like things <laughs> are paired together to, re- to read what someone else likes. So um, today's episode is about Pride and Prejudice, which I love, and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which Russell here has enjoyed. Hello, Russell. Hello. Uh, yes, I, I, did, I did enjoy the Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Um, the book, I haven't watched the movie, but I've heard that it is very good as well. Yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> I meant to, to watch it before this, but um, I, I forgot. Yeah. So. Well, so you had not read Pride and Prejudice before no. you read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, correct? Right, right. Okay, but you have since read Pride and Prejudice. I did. And, and what did uh, you think? I I learned something about myself that <laughs> I have my own Pride and Prejudice against that book. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, uh, I I started reading it um, through an, as an audio book mm-hmm. and. Uh, I got the book was like I think it was thirty two hours long. Oh my god! And I got like six hours in, and I could not deal with the uh, the narrator's voice anymore. Oh yeah, that that it, happens. It was, yeah, uh, it was a lady that was reading it, and she was trying to. Uh, the it's it's a lot of. Not la- language is the wrong word. It, it, there's a lot of uh, dialect, I guess, is the way to say yeah. that. Mm-hmm. The the mannerisms and types of oh, language. That was they she trying use. to like make it clear that she was doing a character voice? Yes. Like the mother was like this. Yes. And the, it, yes. I hate that. Just yes. read the book. Just was, read the book. It was awful. So then <laughs> I I picked it up and just paper power pushed through reading it and um i realized towards the end of the book that i did not retain anything oh, okay like, so it was like, like a school assignment exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember the characters like uh mr bennett mm-hmm. and i despise him <laughs> I, I hated him from the first time really? he talked the father yes because because he's he's just so like yeah whatever just, yeah. just well, leave, he, leave me he, alone. He, he you go ba- do your thing. He balances Mrs. Bennett, though, because yeah, she is a was, shrill harpy. The first yeah. shrew, and not the first shrew in literature, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was trying to, you know, like give it the benefit of the doubt, doubt that, or give her the benefit of the doubt that, okay, it was the time that they were in, it was customary that the daughters weren't really looked at as people. Right. They were assets. Yeah, that, commodities. But, yeah. Let me trade this so that I can get this. Um, 
And so I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I, I, I could not redeem her either. Oh, no, no, <laughs> she, is, she is not redeemable. Like, she is supposed to be a terrible character. Okay, good. So you, good. you got that. You got that. And uh, Darcy was the same way. Yeah. Uh, he, he, at first, I thought I was going to like him mm-hmm. because he, he, at first, he was kind of, he presented as um, like a genuine person. And the more he talked, it was just like, really? Really? Did he not redeem himself with how he saved the family with the whole Mr. Wickham thing? Not in a way that I thought made up for who he was. Because it seemed to me that that him going, he wasn't going out of his way to like do this as a service, as as a genuine help. It was more of a... I'm doing this because I'm going to get something out of it type. That's kind of the... But I know you didn't read carefully. So (laughs) if you'll recall, he has asked Elizabeth to marry him. And she's like, you know what? You suck. And then he does the thing with no expectation of any reward out of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that that may have been something that I... I put but, my own prejudice yes, on. Perhaps, and, and but I think that is the that that is the uh, that's what we are. At least that's what Elizabeth believes has happened. She's like, wow, I told him to go jump off a cliff, and then he did this thing for my family, and I've been really mean to him. So, anyway, proceed with your with your rant. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What I learned about myself, though, is that I didn't give the book probably the chance that it deserves Mm -hmm. just because I went in knowing this is not a book. This is not a genre. This is not a type of story that I'm going to be interested in. Right. And so I had that prejudice going in. And um, just like you said about a school assignment, that that's perfect because that is exactly how it felt is I've got to do this. I've got to power through this. This sucks so bad, but I've got to do it. (laughs) But, um, by the time I got to the end of it, uh, I was relieved that it was over, and um, <laughs> and I, I thought Elizabeth is the only character, in my opinion, that that ended up in in a place where she was at least halfway decent. Yeah. Like she, I could I could semi relate to her, mm-hmm. um, but everybody else, and like I said, with the Darcy, I may have I may have overlooked him because in my in my head he, he was is, doing that to impress her to yeah. Impress yeah yeah her. yeah yeah elizabeth is the only character that halfway redeemed herself for me but um but yeah overall it's a it's a good story i mm-hmm. mean it's it's not a bland story it, it's got intrigue it's got uh depth to it i just can't yeah, I can't. I can't put that much effort into it without it grabbing my attention more, right? And holding me. Did and you Did you watch any of the movies? No. Okay. I did not. The movie there. There are lots of adaptations of the 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 traditional Pride and Prejudice story, and the movie might make you hate it less. Okay. Um, and like okay, let me ask you this, Mr. Collins, who is the the guy who's going to inherit Meriton when right. everyone when the the father dies? How what was your perception of him? 
Because without a movie to tell you exactly how you're supposed to feel about him, I'm interested to see how how just the text struck you. If if he even made a dent in I, your I, recollection at yeah, all. I, I remember his name coming up, but honestly, I can't I can't tell you who he is. He is the buffoon who is going to inherit the house, and he's like, ooh, I want to marry Jane. And the mother's like, uh, yeah, she's taken. <laughs> and then he's like, cool, is Elizabeth available? And she's like, heck no, <laughs> heck no, goodbye. And then he marries her friend Charlotte Lucas, and the mother is devastated. Um, anyway, I was just curious. But yeah. I can see we're like, you're, you're, you're holding on by one thread <laughs> Like, you've got Darcy and Elizabeth, and everything else is like, okay. That's who, I, you know, the, the, the younger sisters, I get them mixed up, like Kitty and Lydia, and who's doing yeah, yeah. what. And, they, yeah. they, they're and so that whole plot with the sideline. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that also has, because I, I had originally, whenever um, we started this and I first got through reading it, um, I, my plan was I was going to come up here and just berate that book and just talk about how awful it is. And <laughs> it is so difficult. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, maybe it's not the book. Maybe yeah. it's me. because You know what? Every book is not for every person. Yeah. And, and I, that's a, I think yeah. that's, that, that's a great point for the podcast is that it's, it's not everything is not for everybody. Yeah, and absolutely. Some people are going to absolutely love it and, and some people are never And that is why we're doing this thing where we force people to read books we know they won't like. So <laughs> we have something to talk about. Um, well, I don't read books about zombies or otherworldly beings or people getting eaten or you know, Pride and Prejudice if you can get over like the you know the the antiquated language is a perfect story in my world you know it's just some story about people and they do things and then it ends hooray <laughs> um, but i thought as a tool to play with something in the public domain because of course if something is out of the it, 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 sorry if something is in the public domain um, anyone can take those characters and do anything they want with them. If the copyright is held, you can't, you know, take Harry Potter and make him do whatever, you know, because someone holds the copyright to that. But I just thought it was a brilliant way to play with the options of something being in the public domain. You don't even have to write a whole book. You just get a book and then you put some zombies in it (laughs) and then you sell it and you make money. Um, So I just thought that was super brilliant. And I did find it very amusing. Okay, so it starts like the the first time the um, there's a ball and all the sisters are there, of course, and that's where we meet Darcy. Um, but zombies come in, and then all of a sudden, all five daughters are like whipping out their daggers and like <laughs> chopping zombies up, which I thought was hilarious. So, as long as the story was following the original, the addition of zombies were great. I found it really amusing but when it deviated and it was like going in a different direction it was like what is this what are you doing just put a zombie in it <laughs> just put a zombie in it and call it a day but I liked how 
um, they the zombies are referred to as unmentionables, which is very Regency, you know, like they might as well just be poor people, you know, <laughs> for the way they, they talk about them. You don't want to be associated with unmentionables. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, it, there were a lot of funny lines about like, uh, while a musket will do the job, it's it's not ladylike to carry a musket. So, you know, you have to still adhere to all of these cultural norms and then also be expected to kill zombies uh, while, while adhering to all of that. Um, but early on, um, I wrote down a couple of things that I thought were funny. Mr. Bingley's coachman is, you know, driving the, the, uh, the, the coach um, around and it said that a small herd of zombie children from the local orphanage were like gathered in a field <laughs> and this part it, I actually laughed out loud it said Mr. Bingley's coachman could not help but vomit down the front of his cravat at the sight of the tiny devils grazing on sun-hardened corpses in a nearby field <laughs> now that you know what I was like yes you to- you get it you get it you have a book. You put zombies in it. That is a recipe for success. Yeah. Um, and you know, Lady Catherine de Bourgh is you know this force to be reckoned with in the original Pride and Prejudice. And I love that she's apparently she has slain more unmentionables than any woman. She is not just rich and powerful, but she is also physically, uh, you know, impressive. So. If you've read the regular Pride and Prejudice, the non-zombie version, you know, the, um, I guess you could call it the climax of the book or the climax of the Elizabeth Darcy plot is when Lady Catherine comes to talk to Elizabeth and say, uh, you you better promise me you'll never marry my nephew. And uh, she says, well, I'm not going to promise that, you know. But in the zombie version... It's not just this little polite conversation. They basically duke it out. Um, and some ninjas come in um, <laughs> to back up Lady Catherine. Um, and this is a hilarious line. So <clears throat> the ninjas pop in, you know, as backup. And she says, remain thus, dear ninjas. When I have removed her head, you may do with the body as you please. <laughs> so, again, adhering to the style of the book, it's it's hilarious. It, it totally works. Um, but I was, I was like, is he going to try to change some of the things that are... Uh, just perfect, and he didn't. So I'm I'm glad of that. So um, when Darcy proposes, it's kind of a crummy proposal because he's basically like, "I tried really hard, but it turns out I love you. I can't. It, it's I I, it, I I hate it so much, but this is where well, we, are. we are. Um, but it is it it is a nice speech, kind of. Um, it's, in vain I have struggled. It will not do. My feelings will not be repressed. You must allow me to tell you how ardently I admire and love you. So if he had put a zombie in that speech, I think um, there would have been maybe not a riot, um, but maybe like uh, small fists hitting the, <laughs> hitting the desk in protest over that. Um, but yeah, I think, it, I think it works because it is insane. You know, it is just ridiculous and he's a genius Sam uh, Seth Graham Smith who who wrote this what were do you have you read the other 
Like he took something else and I've seen some of the movies like they they did they took um, Abraham Lincoln's book and it's Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Yeah, right. And I've I've seen that movie. I have not read that book. Um, and I think it's uh, Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. Sea Monsters. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't read that, and I won't. But I'm glad it exists. And he probably it probably Sense and Sensibility is beloved, but it's not like Pride and Prejudice in the hearts of you know people who like book, books like that. Um, so yeah, but at its core, I think the reason people like me love Pride and Prejudice is that it is the height of female fantasy basically because here is a man who of course yeah he's rich and good looking but better than that is he loves Elizabeth for her mind he admires how smart she is he thinks she's really clever Um, and in my reading of it he does things to help her not for the glory of like being thanked you know he he had to suck it up and help Wickham who's horrible um to help Elizabeth and her family who he has said are horrendous people you know um but yeah he and and he challenges her which is just uh, you know the cherry on top of like I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think maybe every woman likes to be challenged a little bit, but it keeps you on your toes if someone doesn't agree with you all the time. Um, and that, that is really that the, the appeal of Darcy. I mean, it doesn't hurt that, you know, Pemberley, it's quite the estate. It's really big. It's really nice. Um, anyway, so that's, that's my speech about uh, why it's a it's, – it's, I don't know why it's considered so good. But there are so many um, versions, retellings, that people don't even have to uh, refer to Pride and Prejudice in the title. Um, there's like a, a few years ago, this author, Curtis Sittenfeld, um, wrote a Pride and Prejudice called Eligible. And unless you just are a Pride and Prejudice person, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it. You would just like, oh, wow, this girl has four sisters. Weird. And one's getting married, and one ran off with someone horrible, and, you know. Um, but uh, there is a book I read last year that I – last year? I don't know. Some, sometime recently called The Other Bennett Sister. And while you were reading, do you remember that Mary is, like, the unpopular nerd of the family? Yeah. Okay. I, I remember. I remember Mary. Yeah, because and that nobody liked her. Yes. Well, in the other Bennett sister, it's all about Mary. Mary actually gets her whole story, and it is absolutely perfect. It is written exactly. I mean, you would hate it, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it's written exactly like Pride and Prejudice. Um, but it's from Mary's perspective, um, and it's it's. Does it does it tie in? Like, do you have those interactions where, like. Um, Elizabeth and Darcy are arguing over here, and Mary is like walking by, and she like in the in the new book that you mm-hmm. read, she makes a comment like, 
oh, they're arguing again or something like that. And then she yes. goes on with her day. Yes. I love that. Yes. The first half of the book is basically retelling Pride and Prejudice from Mary's perspective. But get this, y'all. She's in love with Mr. Collins. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but then the second half is all post uh, Pride and Prejudice. It's what Mary did afterwards. Um, but anyway, it it was great. But again, these characters, um, I can see what, what the appeal is of recycling them because they're, they're fully formed, you know, just pick one, roll with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think you would want to read another kind of book for another one of these kind of challenges? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I, I've, now that I've, uh, I'm going to try to go into it with a more, not a, like, not such a sword over my head. I've got to get it done. <laughs> right. This is going to be awful. I'm well, going to try yeah. to go into it without yeah. without that prejudice in the beginning. Um, well, I'm proud like of you. Get it? Um, maybe next time we won't choose something that you absolutely hate. It'll just be something that you don't usually read. Um, and maybe that'll go better and you won't have to struggle. I think, I think really my problem is the, the language, the, uh, and I don't know, what do you call that? Like, I don't know what that word is. Like the, the, it's not dialect. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just the, it's just the style. The style of you know, yeah, yeah. the language style. I, it is so difficult to understand what they are saying. I have to sit there and like read translate the sentence. it. Yeah. 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 And, and then go back, think about it. Okay, I know what that word means. I know what that <laughs> word means. I've, I've heard that word before, but not in this context. Right. You know, so I've got to sit there and work through what all this stuff means. And then finally, I get the meaning of a sentence, and I was like, oh, I've got half a book left. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, I admire, I really appreciate that you did this thing that you didn't want to do, and you did it so thoroughly. It doesn't matter that you hated it while you were doing it. It matters <laughs> that you did it. I'm really proud. Thank you. I, uh, I, I, I'm, I was honestly shocked when you started talking and, and we're talking good about the uh, zombie version because I know we've talked before about how much you really like Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. And that, that makes me happy that, that you were able yeah, to. Yeah, no, it was, it was amusing. It was amusing. Um, again, th- there were a few things that were like, Deviated, and I was like, "No, no, just take the original text and put a zombie in it. Make someone throw up on their cravat <laughs> while some children are eating some eating people in the field. I mean, that's that's hilarious. Um, but anyway, well, thanks for talking to me today, Russell. Thank you. I really did enjoy it, and we will discuss doing this again. Okay. Thank you for listening to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. We hope you will tune in next time, and we encourage you to visit your local public library often.